Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. Uh, maybe getting a word for the new year, not clearly nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to get a new word for a new year. But the last several years, the Lord has been prompting me to seek a new vision and a new word for the new year. And uh, I'm not ready to fully release publicly what God has spoken to me, but I will let you know this. I am expecting more supernatural to be happening in our midst this year than we've seen in a long time. Can you say amen? I felt weak. I'm expecting God to do more supernatural stuff. I'm expecting to see more supernatural things. I'm expecting to see the evidence that I am a Christian in my life more now than I've seen in years. Can you say amen? Amen, amen, amen. The Lord has told me, I will tell you this much, He has told me to expect more prophetic activity. And he has told me to expect more supernatural. He's told me to expect more provision. And uh, I am leaning into it. Can you say amen? Amen, amen, amen. We're continuing our uh, series in the book of Luke. I hope you've been reading it. I hope you are signed up for our newsletter or our email. Uh, maybe uh, you catch us on Facebook uh, as we send out, you know, sent out a video this week, asked you to read Luke chapter 11. But we're starting a little mini-series within our Luke series, spiritual warfare, spiritual victory. Can you say amen? amen. Spiritual, yeah, come on, spiritual victory. Spiritual victory. So many of the battles that we go through in life, we think has to do with what we can see with our eyes, and so much of it is winning the unseen battle. We need to win the unseen battle. I had a visitation of the Lord recently. Uh, it, was, it unfolded over three days, uh, and it was, it was glorious. Uh, and it was, uh, uh, um, I had, a, I had a, a conversation with someone. You ever have God talk to you over the long term? And it's when you look back, you see that he had been having a conversation. You got to put together. Well, let me just tell you how I hear God. Uh, I, 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 I'll have, you know, my life, my, I gave my life to Jesus, right? And since I gave my life to Jesus, my life is a prophetic sign. So what happens in my life is not all natural because God is in charge of my life. And since God is in charge of my life, there's things going on that I don't see and I don't understand. I'm going places that I think I know why I'm going there. But really, since God is in control, he may or may not have told me why I'm going there. And so I have to discover. I get this, this discovery that I get to experience with God in the journey of life. And so I have conversations uh, that God is trickling out to me that I have to look back and have some reflection to see, oh, that was God leading me all along. I thought that was just me going here. I thought that was just me having this conversation. I thought that was just a stranger I was talking to. But the Bible says, watch out for the strangers you talk to because you may be talking to an angel unaware, right? And so you, you don't know, like, is that a, does that mean physical angel? I mean, uh, I, I believe uh, it's possible it could be a physical angel. But at the same point, there are supernatural encounters you're having with what are seemingly ordinary experiences, but we need to be looking for God in those experiences. Parents, your kids are going to speak prophetic words to you that you don't want to hear. Period. 
You are going to have friends in your life who say something and it irritates you. And that's the Lord saying, are you going to take the offense or are you going to take the correction of the Lord in this word? And so we get it, some people get offended because they're carnal, but really the Lord has spoken a prophetic word that's going to set us free. If we'll humble ourselves. Well, this happened to me uh, recently. I had a, a conversation uh, which led to a, a, a phone call that seemed unconnected at all. Uh, was in my uh, study time the next day and just began to meditate on the Lord. When I don't know what to pray, uh, I have two options. I pray in tongues or I pray the Lord's Prayer in the extended version like I taught uh, online on the 26th. You remember that when I taught on the, the Lord's Prayer? Are you with me? Yes. yes. Yeah, and so I will just, when I don't know what to pray, I will just begin to go through it, and the Holy Ghost will begin to talk to me. And so I was uh, in, in my devotions, and I had read the Bible, and I had uh, kind of meditated on what I had uh, read, and I was journaling a little bit what I had read, and I just said, you know, the Lord's going to talk to me now, or, or, or I'm just going to waste my day sitting here. So one, one of the two is going to happen. So I just began to pray the Lord's Prayer, and the Lord, I had a visitation of the living God. And the living God just opened up to me the heavens and began to show me things that had been happening and just completely, completely, I got clarity. Uh, uh, in, in an instant, I got truth that came into my life and I got clarity over a situation. I got lighter and I could see Jesus at work in situations that were seemingly just confusion. See, that's what happens when Jesus comes into a situation where there was confusion, there comes clarity. Where there was oppression, there comes liberty. Where there was fear, there becomes hope. That's how we know as believers when Jesus has come into the situation, all the attributes of Jesus begin to manifest. Can you say amen? And so I feel like, you know, like I didn't even recognize that I needed that level of clarity. I thought I understood what was happening all along. But when Jesus comes into the situation, we get supernatural clarity that we can't get on our own. We get to see what's happening in the unseen realm. We get to see the unseen battle that's actually happening behind the scenes. And I feel like all of us on some level could use some clarity over things that have happened in our lives the last maybe month or year or some of us decade, right? What, what, what has actually been happening? And, uh, and, and, and you know, I, I want to tell you this from the very beginning. When you're not sure what's going on in your life, and I want you to, I want you to get this written on your heart. God is not the author of confusion. I'm going to say it again. God is not the author of confusion. When you get wrapped up in some drama and you're like, I'm just so confused, that's because there is a demon at work in your life and he has an assignment for you. That is a demon that has invaded your thinking. God is not the author of confusion. It's the work of the devil. And we resort to like our carnal minds to try to solve this demonic confusion. And you can't figure it out. You need the Spirit of God to come and help you. Amen? This is what we need. I want you to think of it this way. Uh, in the early church, uh, uh, Jesus came. And this is super important for us to get down. We have to get, as believers, we have to understand the story of the Bible. You cannot just memorize verses, though you need to memorize verses. You need to not just be able to speak a scripture, though we need to be able to speak scripture. We need to understand the story, the unfolding story of God 
in the Bible. If you do not understand the story of God in the Bible, then you will begin to just invent all kind of mini doctrines within the Bible that don't line up with the story. Does that make sense? My wife and I have been married 22 years now. Uh, 22? Or about to be 22? See, yeah, at this point, it doesn't really matter. You just be like a couple decades, right? Like, that's just long enough. Just a couple decades, right? When you start mar- measuring your marriage in decades, the exact number, well, I know it's important, but yeah, I'm just trying to cover myself right now. Hope you, because when you get to be, you know, a little bit older, you start asking your wife your age. So it doesn't even, it's, you know, it, just, it is what it is. Uh, but in, in our marriage, uh, a fight doesn't define our relationship any longer. See, when, when you're newly married, a fight is, defines your marriage. When you get where we're at, you say things like, we've been fighting about this for about five years now. Can we, can we, can we, can we, like, can we do something about this, right? Like, a, a victory doesn't define our marriage. There's 22 years of history here. And as we begin to get maybe irritated with one another or uh, don't understand one another, we can look back over 22 years of history to see the story of our relationship. And hopefully the story is that we're growing closer, we're gaining understanding, we're growing in mutual respect, we're growing in mutual submission. That is the story. So when things, when there's a bad day or a bad week, we can look back and say, okay, what is the story of our relationship? Does this make sense? Even more so, the story of God in the Bible, because unlike Tracy and I, you know, one of us could go a little cuckoo, right? We, we, you know, people can get in, in, in life and just decide, I'm just going to become a sinner. I'm just going to uh, neglect my, um, who I said I was all along. You know, you thought I was a good person, but it turns out, you know, you found out that I've been embezzling money to Belize or something. I don't know, right? And so, so people, but God doesn't change. Can you say amen? God doesn't change, and the story of God has not changed the entire scripture, right? And so we have to understand the story of the Bible. In the book of Revelation, see, Jesus came, the Messiah came, and they thought, now, now our conquering king is going to bring us into, the, into power, and we're going to be the man, and we're going to take over. But all of a sudden, there's this Nero guy. And, and if you understand the language of the day, they spoke a lot in numbers. Words equaled numbers in both the Greek and in the Uh, 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 Aramaic and in Hebrew, they often associated words with numbers, and it was widely known that 666 was Nero, and they would say, hey, you know, Nero is murdering the Christians, he's destroying Israel, everything is being torn apart, I don't understand why God has not murdered this Antichrist and leave the church alone. And God says to John the Revelator, he says, come up here. Come up here, because I need you to see this battle the way I see this battle. As you see the battle the way I see the battle, there is a spiritual war happening here. There is the Christ finally came, and the devil is doing everything he can to destroy the work of Christ. He's trying to wipe out everything, but I want to let you know there's worship happening in heaven because we understand that God wins the day. Can you say amen? 
God wins. And so there's a battle and then there's worship. Then there's battle and then there's worship. And they're like, oh no, there's martyrs. And then, oh, look at the martyrs again. They're at the throne of Jesus in heaven, right? They're surrounding the Father in heaven. They're right there. And so he's like, you need a new perspective. And I feel like a lot of people in 2022, you need a new perspective of what's happening in your life. You think it's just you and that person or you and the politics and you and the government or what, what we need a perspective of what the real battle is that's happening in our lives and it's spiritual there is a spiritual battle happening and 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 it's about the devil working to destroy the call of god the plan of god the purpose of god in your life it's not that person the devil works through people but it's not that person it is a spiritual battle that we can absolutely win in the spirit realm you say amen John chapter 17, Jesus prays to the Father on that night where he was going to be betrayed. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prays this, 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 um, this all-important prayer. He prays to the Father. He says, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. If you get nothing else out of this teaching, what I want you to do is when you start seeing conflicts and confusion, I want you to run to the Word of God. I want you to remember the Word of God. I want you to read the Bible. When someone comes to you and starts telling you some craziness about you got to pray this certain way or you got to say these magic prayers or it's okay if we gossip about this person because we've all decided that they're bad or we've, we, 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 we're going to go ahead and partake in this sin. Like, hey, let's, you need the Word of God on the inside of you so you can discern rightly. What is true and what is not? You need this written word and you need the rhema word, the spoken word of God. What has God been speaking to you historically? If you don't, oh good God, I'm already going late here, but I'm, I'm just going, you're going to have to stick around for a minute because I got some meat for you today. Is that all right? Some people don't get set free. <clears throat> you need to be right, hey, come on. Some, you got you to be writing down what, you got to be writing down what God says to you. You're like, God probably calls you for a reason. Right? It's not like that person you don't like who texts and you just leave them on red. Like, you don't, like, you, you, like, when Jesus calls, it's probably for a reason. And when God speaks to you, you might want to write it down because it's something you need to know. Let me say this again because this is important. God doesn't say stuff to you you already know. God says stuff that you need to know. And we write it down or we think about it for a second. We're like, oh, that's great. And then we move on with our lives. And we don't incorporate this truth into our life so it can separate us from the lie. He said, separate them from the lie. Sanctify them. Separate them. Set them apart in truth. Your word is truth. And so, so many of us, we deal with these mental health issues that God has already spoken on. Because we have not allowed the word of God to come in and take over our thinking. We have not allowed that word of God to come in and sanctify our minds to only believe the truth. And so when God comes to you and says, hey, guess what? You're loved. You're not alone. You're not abandoned. That you are somebody. And then you're laying in bed at night thinking, oh, I'm nobody because that person, you know, is not liking me or it's not going to work out. But God already said that's a lie. And, and we, have to, we have to love truth and hate a lie. Come on. If you, you, we got to love truth. And we need to hate a lie. We need to hate a lie and we hate the liar. 
You got to love truth. And you can't love truth if you don't know truth. Otherwise, you make it up. But just because you made it up doesn't make it truth. We have to love truth because there's these unseen forces at work in our lives. There's angels in this place right now, moving and ministering right now, setting people free. There's angels at work in your lives. There's angels trying to draw you into truth and sanctify you in truth and magnify the truth and lead you away from sin. But we also know that a third of the angels fell with Satan. And just as active as those angels are are those unclean spirits trying to get you to do the opposite of God's will. And what they speak makes more sense than what the angels speak because you don't have to know God to understand them. So these demons will often speak what you want to hear. There's this battle in the spirit realm over what is truth. There's a battle over what is truth, who defines truth. Oh, that truth sounds like hatred. That's not open-minded. Some people are so open-minded, they're no earthly good. Their brain just fell right out of their head. They can't even think straight. They say things. They're so open-minded. I'm like, does that sound like God to you? Because that sounds like stupidity to me. Like, that don't make no kind of sense. That don't make, like, does that really sound like the God that you met at salvation? That don't sound like him. That, that sounds like nonsense. Like, so so, so here, here's what I want you to know. There's, there's angels at work and there are demons at work, but I want you to know Jesus Christ is the liberator. He is the liberator from, it is not all on you. It's not like you have to have the power over the devil. Jesus is the liberator. What we need to do is line up with truth so we can walk in his liberation. He's amen. And so I want to teach you today, quickly, hopefully, how to stay free from the power of the devil in your life. Let me say it again. I want to teach you today how to stay free from the power of the devil in your life. Paul taught us that we're to rebuke the rebellious and we are to comfort the brokenhearted. And the church today, it's our society today is, is very focused on mental health, which I'm so happy about, and uh, not, not abusing injured people, which is so good, and, and uh, people's feelings actually matter these days, which is great, uh, unless your feelings are, I think I want to hurt other people, and then you need to be rebuked. Amen. I want to take care of, you know, someone who gets in a car wreck in front of my house, like, oh no, you're hurting. I do not want to take care of the person who wants to invade my house. I want them rebuked. Violently. I mean, not, you know, in the spirit realm, of course, because I'm a pacifist, you know. But um, we got a whole lot of home invaders getting treated like car wreck victims. And they coming in and taking over for the devil's sake. And we need to, we need to have a little bit of discernment in our lives to detect. I, I, mm, okay, I just need to, I need to, I need to stay here. I need to just focus. I'm about to go off on some things. Listen, I don't want to live my life a happy lie. And then, and then spend an eternity outside of God's will. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't want, when I go to the doctor, I recently had surgery on my face. As you may or may not know, I had the melanoma removed. And I, I didn't want to, you know, I did not want bad news from the doctor. But I didn't tell the doctor to lie to me. Like, I need the truth. If I got some melanoma on my face, let's get it out. Don't make me feel good until I die of cancer. I want the truth. And it might be painful right now, but Carl's going to live the rest of his life free of melanoma. Can you say amen? Right? Because we have to be willing. We, we, we got to be willing to get some truth, even if it scars us a little bit. 
So some of us need to walk with a little bit of truth scar. Say, yeah, yeah, Jacob wrestled with the, he wrestled with the angel, and then he walked with a little bit of limp to remind himself, oh, I don't wrestle with God, but I got the truth on the inside of me right now. I like walking with some people who got some truth scars on the inside of them. Oh, I learned that lesson. It's painful. I sit in bed at night, and it bothers me a little bit, but I done made it through because the God of truth was walking with me. This is what we need to love. We need to love truth so we can walk in freedom. Can you say amen? I can't stand being around people who love being lied to. Oh, don't say that. That hurts my feelings. But it's the truth. You stank. Like somebody needs to tell you, you stank. If I stank, let me know. Deodorant is cheap. Cheaper than losing friends. Let me know. It ain't working. Your deodorant ain't working, bro. And some of us spiritually, your deodorant ain't working, right? It ain't working. Everywhere you go, there's a cloud of demons, and I'm tired of playing with them, right? Like, I'm tired of rebuking them. I don't even want you around. You're like, why don't people call me no more? Because you got a cloud of demons around you. Okay, I'm sorry. Listen, the the devil's a father of lies, and 90% of spiritual warfare is just keeping the devil at your life. If you got Jesus on the inside, just keep him there and the devil on the outside, and you normally just walk in freedom that way. Say amen. Look, here's what it says in Isaiah 4, 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Most of you heard it this way. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. The the church is being absolutely destroyed in this day and age because people don't actually know the Bible. They're learning some nonsense on TikTok, and they think they know something. I'm like, TikTok didn't teach you nothing but what you want to hear. Do you understand how the metrics work? I signed up to TikTok as a middle-aged man. I had number 14-year-old girls in bikinis for the first week. I'm like, what in God's name is showing up on this app? And I got to like, just keep looking for stuff that I actually want to see because there's an algorithm that knows what you want, and you got to program it. This is not what I want. And so people on there, oh, but I keep getting all these TikToks telling me that the church is a lie. Because that's what you want to hear. You are hearing what you want to hear. The algorithm in this day and age knows what you want to hear. And it will bombard you on every website you go to to tell you what you want to hear. You better have some people in your life who tell you what you need to hear. We need Because we need to be set apart in truth. Can you say amen? Someone tells you they a liar. You need to listen because they lying to you. My wife had a, oh, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to anyways. My wife had a long uh, counseling session. Some don't even go to this church, right? So we're not gossiping about nobody. And they're like, oh, this person said this and that and blah, 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 blah. They said, she said, you know, um, that person who was gossiping to you, you know, they gossiping about you, right? You understand. Uh, you understand gossip's gossip. You understand gossip's gossip. But we get this special theory. No, I'm special. I'm special. They wouldn't gossip about me. Yeah, pride comes before the fall. You ain't special. None of us are special. We're special to Jesus. That's why he sanctifies us in truth. But gossip's gossip. Thieves steal. That's what they do, right? And, 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 and you a fool to leave a thief in your house alone. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little. I'm going back to old Carl. I'm trying to stay right here. I'm trying to say, but we, we, need to, we need to wake up a little bit. Oh, they're so funny. They do this and that. They're going to do it to you too because that's who they are. It's the frog and the scorpion, right? I'm sorry. I, I don't got time for all this. Let me, let me just, just understand. You keep yourself around people you can trust. That's all I'm trying to say. We want to stay free. I ain't even getting into my message. I'm going to finish this. We need to, like, like, I just want some of you to understand, you got to keep the devil on the outside of your life. But there's some people, like, you go to counsel them, and they're like, this is, this, this is a problem right here. 
You're like, ah, I, don't, I don't want these issues in my life. And you're like, but you done made a space for it in your, in your house. You got a room for it. You got, you got it a bed and a table and a lamp. You done got clothes for this issue. Like you got a lie living on the inside. You might want to cut off this lie right here. Like, oh, but that's, no, I've, I've made room for it. Well, that, that's, that's, what, that's what you get. You, you are making room for the enemy in your life. You can't wink at sin and think that the devil's not going to live there. You can't live in sin and in freedom. You got, you got to make a decision. Am I going to live in sin or am I going to live in freedom? Because anywhere there's sin, devil has authority. Amen. Amen. The devil can go anywhere where there's spirits welcomed. And so we, 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 let's look at God's word real quick before I just, just preach you out of here without even opening the Bible. Go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 11. And um, <clears throat> I believe there's some people, ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. there there's some people going to get free today. Here's, what, here's what's going to happen. We're going to get, like, you get free, like, you got to be in truth to be free. So today I am I'm going to teach a little bit about spiritual freedom. Next week the prophet is coming. He's going to prophesy a little bit over somebody, at least me. That's all I know. I'm pulling on it. I'm, I'm pulling. I'm pulling on the anointing. Uh, I hope you do too. And then he's going to give us some truth. And then the week after that I'm going to finish up this series talking about spiritual warfare. Is that all right? That's what we're going to do. So as we look at Luke chapter 11... Uh, the Lord taught us how to pray. And I hope you're praying the Lord's Prayer. And uh, in our 21 days of prayer, I, I hope that it ignites your prayer life. It starts on the 11th. Uh, today is the uh, 9th, right? Tomorrow is the high holy day of Pastor Tracy's birthday. And I don't know if you know this about her birthday. She's, it's something kind of supernatural. It's weird. Like most people, had, she's 27 again. It's amazing. It's amazing. 27 again. It's, you know, uh, you know, like a younger woman, you know. Um, I'm not a, not a perv. She's 27 when I married her, and she's been 27 ever since. It's, and uh, it's, it's me who's changed, right? So that's the high holy day of Pastor Tracy's birthday on the 10th. Then on the 11th, we're going to begin praying together. So every day, a podcast is going to come out. We're going to have a prayer direction. We're going to pray over this direction, and we're going to say the Lord's Prayer together, and hopefully that you will pray the Lord's Prayer uh, in full over your life. But the Lord taught us to pray. And then after this, uh, as Mike Rentler taught us last week, he talked about ask, seek, knock. Salvation, those of you who are not in Christ right now, Jesus is saying, come on, quit living dumb. Follow Jesus, right? Then, and then there was like this, every time you see a bold declaration of the gospel, demons manifest. So there was this man who couldn't speak, and Jesus cast the devil out of him. We're out here in Luke chapter 11. Jesus cast the devil out of this man who could not speak, and I want you to see what happens immediately after that. Immediately after God shows up on the scene and begins to do miracles, teaches them how to connect with God, the demons manifest, Jesus casts the devil out of someone, and he immediately, the devil comes back by trying to get them not to trust the man of God exactly what happens right here. Jesus starts to, they start to say, hey, oh, I know. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't argue about whether or not he was working in the supernatural. They didn't, they didn't argue about whether or not he could give deliverance. They didn't argue about whether he could prophesy. They didn't argue about his teaching. They, they, they couldn't argue any of that because they seen it with their own eyes. So what they had to do was try to tear down the character of the man of God so that people wouldn't trust him, so that God couldn't work in their lives. 
They're like, oh, wow, he's setting people free. He's saying all these words of prophecy. Uh, it must be the devil in his life. It, 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 it must be the demons. And, 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 and uh, yeah, um, 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 the guy casting out the demons. Yeah, that's the problem. It's him. He, he's the problem. And, 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 and Jesus says to him in Luke eleven twenty, he says, but if I cast out demons by the finger of God, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now, you have to understand the context here. When the exodus happened, you remember the exodus when the Jews were enslaved in Egypt and then Moses got some supernatural abilities, him and Aaron to do this, this, uh, the battle, the magicians, right? And he had the staff and he did all these things and, and, the, and the magicians were able to do some of the miracles that Jesus did. You, 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 I feel devils right now trying to make I feel them. Someone's going to get free right now. I feel the demonic lifting. Come on. And so the magicians were able to do what, 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 what the man of God was able to do. And they were trying to tell Pharaoh that the man of God was the one who was wrong. And then finally, they could not match it. And the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God doing all of this. This is, I want you to see this parallel that Luke is painting for us here. The, 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 the magician said, this is the finger of God at work. Jesus done said right here, I am the finger of God. You know the story. So when he used this phrase, the finger, when you see the finger of God come and do these things, the kingdom of God has come among you. Can you say amen? And so Jesus is saying, listen, if someone is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and they have the prophetic and they have the miracles, you know, the finger of God is at work right there. And as you proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and you set people free and you speak that word of liberation, the liberation story that started way back at the beginning of God setting people free is at work right now through you. This is the story of God in the Bible. He is the liberator setting people free free from captivity. And Jesus is saying, I am continuing the story of liberation of those who have come against the plan of God. Here I am, the finger of God among you. And I'm here to let you know, Jesus taught you how to pray so you can be that manifestation today. Can you say amen? But in the group here, after he says this, there's like they're getting confused. Like, wait a minute, they're bringing accusation. They're bringing, uh, they're, 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 I, I, we don't know who to believe. Do we believe these people that we've been hanging out with? Or do we believe the Messiah, the, the man of God that, 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 that the Father sent for us? James said, here's how you figured out. The wisdom, this wisdom of God is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. So when you start seeing chaos, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not just that this person is having an issue. There is a devil at work in my life. I need to rebuke this devil. And you can't rebuke that devil with natural understanding. You got to do it with the word of God. People come to you with confusion. And you just say, hey, can you just show me in the word of God what you're saying? And you know they won't. You know they can't. They can't, it's got to sit in the story. It's got to sit in the story. I'm here to let you know some of you, you've been lied to. And God wants to set you free. You think that you were made to be poor. You think that God has created you to be sick. He thought that all this, this, this work of the devil in your life, they want you to think it's the work of God, that somebody's supposed to be over you, that you can't make decisions on your own, that you need somebody else in your life to tell you how to see things and to hear things and to process things. That's a devil come to try to take over your life. You see, Jesus Christ sent his Holy Ghost so he can live on the inside of you and reveal truth to you in every situation. We learn it through the Word of God. Hallelujah. I'm feeling good right now. I hope you're feeling good because I'm feeling very good right now. 
And then Jesus teaches them how to set free. And here's where we are in the Bible today. Almost done. Not really. Almost done, though. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 11. Jesus teaches them how to get free and stay free. Starting in verse chapter, excuse me, starting in verse 24. I, I, um, I, I, forgive me, I, when I had this encounter with Jesus, when I had this encounter and the Spirit of God came in my room, and all of a sudden I felt like John the Revelator got caught up in the heavens and I'm just looking down saying, oh my gosh, there was a devil, there was a devil, devil's doing all kind of nasty stuff, devil's working, people are getting connected to the devil more than the Spirit of God. I, I, I just, it just, you know like when you get saved and the whole Bible starts to make sense? Yeah. It was like, oh, now I see. I, and I want, you to, I want you to be free of the devil in your life. The devil that's making you think that it's your spouse that's the problem or your parents are the problem or that your, your friends are the problem or that somehow someone's keeping you from getting ahead financially. No, it's the devil. It's the devil. I want you to get free. I want you to stay free. Can you say amen? amen. Come on. Listen here. Now, I want you to see this. Jesus says, now, Jesus wants these people to be free. He wants the, the, the guy who can't talk to stay free, and he wants the crowd. This is, this, is, this, is, this is how you know it's the Spirit of God. Jesus also wants the people accusing him to stay free. He wants them to get free of the demon they just got. You see, watch this. He casts the devil out of somebody, and all of a sudden, people start pointing fingers at Jesus. And he tells them, he's trying, to, he's, trying to, he's trying to give them a little breadcrumb. He's trying, to, he's, trying to, he's trying to give them a little teaser like, hey, um, this may not be you accusing me because the devil was just on the loose. And now people are acting demonic. Watch this. Here's what he says. When the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest. Verse 24. And not finding any, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it swept and put in order. Then it goes and takes along seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they go in and live there. And that last state of the man becomes worse than the first. Very quickly, I just want to go through some things about the demonic. So you got some wisdom and we can just stay free in this season. See, the Bible says that demons are disembodied spirits. They're spirits without a body. And their father is the devil. And as they got cast out, all of a sudden, people start bringing accusation. This little spirit of accusation, this little spirit of division starts as soon as the demon gets on the loose. And Jesus is trying to let these people know, you are missing the plan of God in your life because of this demon. You see this? Are you seeing this? He's trying to let them know the Messiah that you have been praying for is here, and you are missing it because of a demon. Look. Demons are looking for a place to live. They're on the loose looking for a place to live. And they only inhabit two places scripturally. They inhabit the pit or they inhabit people. It's the only place we see them living in, 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 in scripture. And when they find a body, they claim it as their own and they determine not to lose it. That's why it's easier just not to get a demon than to get free for the rest of your life. You say Amen. It's easier not to start a habit than to break one, right? And if they lose a body, they will fight to reclaim it and will revisit it to get back in. You got to keep the Holy Ghost in your heart and the blood over your life to stay 
free. All right, let's look at this real quick. Luke 11, 24. It says, when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest. When it goes out of a person, the Bible says it travels. These demons, they travel. They're on the loose looking for a place to live. But because they, they, want, they want to inhabit something. Why? Why? Because you look like your daddy, the father. And they hate that. And they want to destroy the father's work. They want to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. They want to destroy your life. They want to destroy your testimony. They want to destroy your relationships. This is what they do. Second thing I want you to see is that they are looking for rest. They are tormented beings and they find rest destroying your life. This is what they enjoy doing. You ever known somebody who does stupid stuff and you wonder, why do you live so chaotic? Like, why don't you just live a life that's a little more healthy? Have you ever met people like that? And you're like, why is your life so crazy? If you would just not live this way. We all love people like this probably, right? And we like, like why? Because the demonic wants their life to be chaos. Third thing, they want rest, but they rest at your destruction. They have a desire. It says, when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest. But they can't find any. They are able to recognize their own state. So they have this awareness of where they're at. It's not like they're just some unseen force. It's not just an evil force that's out there drawing. No, no. They're actual demons with minds that recognize that they are not where they're supposed to be. And what they're supposed to be doing is inhabiting people and inflicting pain and harm in their lives. They can tell. They can tell if a place is actively owned by God or not. It says they're seeking a place. It says that they speak. It says, I will return from which I came. So the enemy speaks. And you may know this. You may already know that demons speak because those are those thoughts that taunt you that you don't want in your life. That's the devil speaking to you. So many people, I just say, they're like, oh, I have these voices. And I just, and I just see a little, like, I remember a guy one time, and uh, he's like, oh, I got this. And, 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 and he actually didn't tell me anything. I saw him, and I was like, you got this voice constantly speaking in your ear, and you think it's you. It's not. It's the devil. And I could see it. I could see this demon sitting on his shoulder. And I'm like, I just want to whack it with my Bible. I just want to whack it. But you got to tell it to shut up. You got to tell it to shut up. Why would somebody kill themselves? And, 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 and if you've ever battled suicidal ideation, I have nothing but compassion on you. This is not a rebuke. This is not shame. But that's a devil. Why would you want to die? You don't want to die. You want to live and declare the glory of God. But the devil wants you to kill yourself. You know, there's numerous studies of people who survived suicide attempts, uh, many of them who've jumped off of high places, and almost every single one that survived said as soon as they jumped, they regretted it. Why? Why would you regret it as soon as you jumped? Because the devil wants you to suffer on the way down. It was a devil that made you jump, and then he lifts off the moment you do it so you know you don't just messed up. And want you to suffer to the very end. That's a devil. You don't want to kill yourself. You want to live and have a happy life. Amen. You don't want to. I, I, I had this surgery on my face. And I got to tell you, I, was, I, was, I didn't tell a lot of people. Because I was um, really not looking forward to it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I was scared. I don't think I was scared. But I was miserable. 
right? And I don't want to tell a lot of people because I don't want it to come off. I don't want you to think that I was scared because I knew, you know, it was more vanity than anything. I just didn't want, you know, people cutting my face up, right? And uh, while I was under, I prayed that the Lord would visit me in my sleep in the surgery because now my body is out of the way, my mind's out of the way, just my spirit is there, just come and do something. And I woke up and I took a selfie of myself and when it first happened, it looked nasty, right? Like it was, it was nasty. And I looked at myself, and the first thing I thought was, you ain't going to die of cancer. That was, I mean, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, that's God right there. That's the spirit of God. I can see this in truth. I can see it in truth. I look in the mirror, and I say, hmm, you ain't dying of cancer. Like, that's, that's, that, 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 see, see, but the devil speaks in your ear. That was, that was God done choked out the, the words of the devil. Telling me all bad things were happening, right? And so they, they, they have a will. They're looking for a place to rest. And they, 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 they say, I will return. I will. They have a thinking ability. They have knowledge. They, they're capable of processing information, which is why your words rebuke them. They know that they're underneath Jesus. And when you rebuke them with the word of God, they have to obey. Come on, somebody. Look, they take, yeah. It says, I will go back to, watch this. I will go, I will return to whose house? What does it say there? I will return to my house. They think they own you. The demon at work in your life, that demon considers you its house. It has ownership over you. Possession. It thinks it has possession in your life. Oh, I'm just messing around with sin. Hopefully, you know, my wife don't catch me or my boss don't catch me or the government don't catch me. Over the... No, no, no. The devil done caught you. <laughs> the devil done caught you and he got ownership. In verse 9, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. See, they have a memory. They have a memory, and they will remind you of your past. They will remind you of your past. And if you don't have the story, God's story in your heart, you'll think that your past defines you. You'll think that, no, 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 the story of God is people mess up, God comes and delivers and brings them into a land flowing with milk and honey. Can you say amen? They don't, they don't have that. And so you got to remind them when they try to remind you of your past, you have to remind the devil of his future. Like, I, I, yeah, no, no. Oh yeah, I did do that. But in the future, I'm going to be in heaven with Jesus Christ and you are going to be in the fiery pit, tormented for eternity, separated from any ability to torment anybody ever again. Come on. You got to remind them of his future. Verse 25, when it comes... It comes back, it finds the house swept and put in order. Look, they're doing an inspection. The devils that got out of your life are back doing an inspection. They come all the time. You're like, and so you go to God. You're like, God, I thought I was free of this. I thought I was free of this. He's like, you are free of it. Tell that thing it don't live there no more. It don't got no home no more. You can't come here anymore. It's looking. It's saying, hey, 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 hey. You remember that knock? It's, it's got that late night text thing happening, right? You up? You up, and you just don't, you don't answer the text. You know what I'm talking about. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You up? Nah, bro, I ain't up. Nah, nah, ain't no room at the end for you. I ain't up. No, stop answering the text. You're like, oh, no, he came over. No, he didn't come over. Don't answer the text. Don't answer the text. This makes sense to anybody in the room. I feel like this makes sense to some people in the room. Quit answering the you up text, all right? Just let it go. Let it go. You're going to regret it in the morning anyway. Just let it go. Wait till the morning. Say, yeah, now I am in Bible study. What's up? You need a scripture? Because I got one. What's yours? I got a podcast you should listen to. 21 days. Get right with Jesus. It looks and sees. 
He looks and sees if the house is clean and swept and put in order and empty. Then they go in. It's doing an inspection. Is Jesus at home here? It's doing an inspection. But it don't come back alone. Why? Because it got kicked out once. It only got kicked out twice. What's it do? It comes back with seven more. It's like, oh, we got to fortify this one a little bit. We got to make it harder to get free next time. That's why you see people that get free, they go back in their sin and they fall off the planet. Seven more. Right? Finally, number 12, they, they work together, but they'd rather be alone. They will work in packs, but they would rather travel alone. You see, there's, there's levels of wickedness in demons. There's weak demons, there's strong demons. There's some are easy to cast out. Some, not so easy. You've got to wrestle them. You're going to have to sanctify your life. You're going to have to do some radical, radical changes. In, 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 in Joshua chapter 7 and 8, Achan, we see that Joshua was, Achan had these idols. And God says to Joshua, you've got to go and you've got to burn these idols. Because because of these idols, the people of Israel cannot come into their promise. See, we're forbidden to have these things in our lives that are more important than the Word of God. We are, in, we are forbidden to have the accursed things in our home because they give authority to the enemy. J Joshua 7, let me read this really quickly to you. It says, so the Lord said to Joshua, rise up. Why is it that you have fallen on your face? Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. And they have even taken some of the things under the ban. I mean, things that God forbade them to do and, and, and to have and have both stolen and deceived. Moreover, they have also put them among their own things. That means they got some sin and they made it part of their lives. Therefore, the sons of Israel cannot stand before their enemies and they turn their backs before their enemies for they have become accursed. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy the things under the ban from your midst. Some of us, we can't get free of sickness. We can't get free of patterns in our lives. We can't get free of sin that keeps coming back over and over and over again. Or we might see some generational curses that aren't broken. It's because God done spoke something to you and said, get this out your life, but you keep it in your life anyways. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe you just got some sin. Maybe you got some demonic stuff in your life and the devil comes back and he says, I see that there. That means I have authority and we need to get the accursed thing out of our home. We need to get it out of our lives. We need to quit having the enemy a place to live in our lives. We have to get some real inspection and say, what has God forbidden in my life? Therefore, like, I, I need to just stop it completely altogether. Can you say amen? We need to get some spiritual house cleaning so the devil don't have authority anymore. If you want God's life empower on your life, get rid of the accursed thing in your life. Come on up if you would, bam. We got to get the accursed thing out of our life. We need to do a little bit of spiritual house cleaning. I, 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 I think some of us are just one repentance of gossip away from freedom. Some of us are just get right with God and, 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 and be faithful in our finances away from freedom. We're one decision away from God breaking through into our lives. It's so close, but the devil's got you thinking it's so far. But it's not. You might be just one decision of obedience away from freedom for your kids, for your mom, for your dad, for your neighbor, for your family. 
we got to decide in our lives that God is true and the devil's a liar. And God does not change. James 1.13 says this, Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. What does that mean? That means you can never sin for God. Sin is always sin. Hear me. Sin is always sin. Bitterness is always sin. Unforgiveness is always sin. Paul wrote Romans 12 saying, listen, don't be bitter with the authorities. Not because he wanted the sinful Romans to stay in power, but he wanted the Christians to stay free. That was about keeping your heart pure. That wasn't about who's supposed to be in charge. Hear me. And so in your life right now, I feel like the Lord I believe the Lord right now wants to just convict us a little bit. He wants us to make our hearts soft for Jesus. Yeah, do that. That's good right there. Look, when you keep your heart soft to Jesus, you make it hard to the devil. You keep your heart soft to Jesus, you keep it hard to the devil. Stand with me if you would, I want to pray. Believers, go ahead, just begin to pray in the Spirit. Like we want we want the Spirit of deliverance in this room. This next three weeks is going to be pivotal in some of your lives. As you read the Bible. We're not telling you what to read. Each day we're going to get a prayer direction and you're just going to keep that direction in your heart all day. And what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. By ourselves, but as a church, we're going to pray for the church. We're going to pray for the people in the church. We're going to pray for our city. We're going to pray for our families. But we're all going to come together at noon. Individually. But we're just going to pray. Father, bless them. And we're going to see the power of prayer change things this year. Can you say amen? But as you're in the Word, as, as you get in your devotion, as you hear every day, I'm going to record a, a little devotion on how you're going to just kind of meditate on one thing in the midst of your prayer time. You're going to come into agreement. We're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together. And God is going to speak truth where there are lies in your heart. God is going to speak truth where there is bondage in your heart. He's going to set some people free in the name of Jesus. But hear me, on top of that, he's going to make some of you agents of freedom. Hear me. I, I feel this in my spirit right now. He's going to give some of you the power to cast the devil out of other people. Just by speaking a word of truth. Just by speaking a word of freedom. You're going to catch somebody in a lie. Come on. You're going to catch somebody in a lie. And they'll say things, they'll just say things like, well, you know, well, I could never get that kind of job. And you're just going to, your spirit's going to jump. You're going to be like, that's a lie of the devil. You're going to say, why can't you? 
Well, my family doesn't. Well, Jesus Christ will deliver you from that. He's a, he's a God of freedom. Like, wait, 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 what are you talking about? That's a spirit keeping you back. But the spirit of Christ has something better for you. And you'll get delivered. Come on, that's, 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 that's the call on your life. That's the call on your life. I love these stories of deliverance. My Grantler went out yesterday feeding the poor. Ten people won to Christ. You're casting the devil out of people. Just, oh, you're hungry? Yeah. Oh, here's a bowl of chili. Are you spiritually hungry as well? Let me get that for you too. It's going to be that simple. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Here it goes right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Put your hand on your heart. Lord, I want every lie worked out of my life. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm almost done. Some of you need to go home. If you're married, do it with your spouse. If your spouse isn't a believer, do it anyways. You need to go home and say, Lord, show me the accursed thing that needs to get out of my house. I feel this in my spirit. You declare the blood of Jesus over your home. Anoint your kids with oil. Anoint your home with oil. And let the devil know, he don't, you don't own nothing in this place. You don't own nothing in my life. Do a little spiritual house cleaning at home. Can you say amen to that? And now we're going to do the real spiritual house cleaning over the real house that needs to be cleaned, our hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, everything that's unclean, everything that's, whoa, in the, na- in the name of Jesus, in, th- in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that every offense that comes upon my heart, that I am aware that something in me is offendable, that I quit trying to project it onto other people, that I own my own offense, and that I walk in forgiveness instead of allowing the devil to constantly use offense in my life. Whatever it is for you, insecurity, anger, maybe you've been manipulated, maybe you've been lied to, maybe you've been cheated on, maybe, maybe, maybe you trusted somebody and they violated it. Well, it's time to walk in forgiveness. It's time to get free. Leave that in the past because we want to have a good spiritual house. Father, in my life right now, Search my heart and set me free. Wow, here we go. Set me free. Keep praying that. Set me free. Set me free. Close your eyes. Lord, set me free. I want to walk in freedom. I want to walk in love. Whoa. Now I'm going to pray for you, but stay in that posture. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command, I'll command every foul and wicked devil that has come against your people. Every satanic attack is broken in the name of Jesus. I declare the blood of Jesus over each and every one of you in this room. I declare the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus over each and every one of you in this room. I declare freedom over your life. And I declare that you are owned by the Lord Jesus Christ. And Satan has no power over you. I break the power of sin. I break the power of sickness. I break the power of poverty. I break the power of self-hatred. 
In the name of Jesus, I command every demon of self-hatred in this room. Every demon of self-hatred. You have to leave this place now. In the name of Jesus, this curse is broken. The spirit of manipulation comes off your life. Every spirit of manipulation in this room. You come off the people of God in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of strife. You come off the people of God in the name of Jesus. I declare the blood. Every spirit of infirmity. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. And I believe there's somebody in here. um, Your grandmother. um, Beautiful woman. But operated in witchcraft. I declare that power broken in the name of Jesus. The curse that was spoken over you is broken. Oh, 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 oh. Give me a second here. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something happening. I feel like somebody in this room, you've been gossiped about. You were gossiped about and it blindsided you because you're like, that, that, that ain't me. But there was a plot of the devil to smear your reputation. And you have been deeply, deeply wounded. It was a satanic attack against you. And I just declare in the name of Jesus that your testimony will be restored. That your reputation will be restored. That God sees what the devil thought he could do. And what the devil meant for evil, God will use as to strengthen your testimony and help people in ways that you don't even know. As you stand for Jesus Christ, his righteousness will be known through your life. I don't know who that is, but receive that. I feel that in a powerful way. But I do command the devil to come off your life in the name of Jesus. And before I let you go, we're all going to say, we're going to say a prayer together. Amen? We're going to say a prayer of freedom together. Amen? We're going to give our lives to Jesus and we're going to resist the devil. Are you okay with that? The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Are you ready for that? Just let's just pray together. Say, Jesus, I am yours. Save me, Lord. You said in your word to forgive other people. And so I forgive. And you say in your word to repent of my sins. So I repent. And then you say in your word to rebuke the devil. So today, Come on, pray it. So today, I rebuke the devil. Deliver me from evil, Lord. Because yours is the kingdom. And yours is the power. And yours is the glory. In my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Come on, give a shout to God. Give a shout to God. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, we love you. Thank you for coming today. If you have a headache or you feel like something's going on spiritually you're not happy about, do come on forward. We're going to pray for you real quick. We're just going to agree with you in prayer that the devil's going to leave your life in the name of Jesus. We love you. Give somebody a hug. Give it up for the worship team. Can't wait to see you next week.